Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation and the Clinical Glaucoma and Retinal Care channel. Today's episode is Baseline 10 to Visual Field Loss as a Predictor for Future Glaucoma Progression. I'd like to thank our host, Gretchen Bailey, topical editor, Andrew Rickson, and topical expert, Michael Sullivan Me. Now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Gretchen Bailey, and I am a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry. And today I am joined by Michael Sullivan Me, who is also a fellow of the Academy and soon to be the new chair of clinical education at SUNY College of Optometry. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Today we are going to talk about uh, a study talking about 10-2 visual field loss. So the title of this paper, Baseline 10-2 Visual Field Loss as a Predictor for Future Glaucoma Progression. And this is your own paper that you conducted this study with colleagues, and it appeared in the January 2023 issue of Journal of Glaucoma. So this prospective study aimed to examine the relationship between 10-2 visual field loss and future 24-2 visual field loss. Were you surprised that baseline 10-2 field loss appears to be the best predictor of new field deterioration? You know, we we were surprised at that. Uh, I don't think we were surprised that there was a relationship between 10-2 visual field loss and future progression. Uh, but based on other studies that always compare the central 24-2 visual field versus the 10-2 visual field, a lot of times the there wasn't really a lot of difference between how strong the relationships were with certain disease processes. So we were a bit surprised that the 10-2 was so strong in terms of its ability to predict future progression. Should ODs regularly incorporate 10-2 field studies into data collection for glaucoma suspect patients? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And so, and there's kind of two aspects to that question. One is glaucoma suspects versus patients with glaucoma. So glaucoma suspects is a little trickier because those are patients that may or may not really have detectable damage to their either their optic nerves and obviously not to their visual fields. So there are some some papers, including ours, that that says, you know, if there's really not any damage, there really isn't a lot of benefit to sort of checking the 10-2. But if there's any damage in any way, whether that's the visual field, the optic nerve, any of the OCT parameters, then there does seem to be some benefit of getting a baseline 10-2 within the first two or three visits uh, to allow you to sort of utilize that to help predict where the patient may be headed. Well, let's switch gears for a moment and talk about intraocular pressure. How does IOP fit into this mix? You know, IOP wasn't really much of a player in this study. Uh, the, these relationships with 10-2 and future progression were, were present regardless of, of what the IOP level was. All of these patients with glaucoma were treated. Um, so there was a possibility there could be some confounding, but as we talked about in the study, uh, it would have actually accentuated the, the differences in 10-2 progression if we had not treated very progressively uh, or aggressively with patients with more advanced glaucoma. What do you want ODs to know about the results from your study? You know, I think the, the purpose of doing the paper in general was to sort of look at whether or not we could find new risk factors to predict the progression rate of glaucoma. That's a very important thing for us to be able to figure out at the, at the initial outset of disease, because then you can titrate 
the aggressiveness of treatment and hopefully not allow patients to get as far down the path um, as they would have if you didn't sort of have this information. So our, our data suggests that using the 10-2 is one of the first few tests that we do to help predict the, the, the risk for patients to get into trouble with their glaucoma may be a very important piece of information. And, and uh, this paper suggests that we should be doing it more often than we're doing now. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to discuss your study with me. Thank you.